Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. So today, guys, we have a very exciting guest. It is my roommate, Nat Rob. Nat is moving to Dallas, and I'm so upset. But tonight we had an amazing going away party for her, and we just went out and celebrated her. So throughout the night, we were discussing that there was no way in hell I could come back. It is 2 in the morning right now, by the way. Come back and edit this podcast. So we thought that the most genuine part of our friendship is so unfiltered and authentic. So we want this podcast to feel like you were just sitting in your room or in your car or whatever, talking to some of your best friends. And quite honestly, that's how I want my podcast to feel. So without further ado, I would love to introduce one of my best friends, my roommate, Nat Rob, onto Martini's McKinney's. So my little teenies, let me know if you enjoy this episode by like, rating, and subscribing, and let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Natalie. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Me asking how you are as if we haven't been together. I know. Okay, so Natalie is my roommate, and we have actually just been like sitting downstairs chatting for probably about an hour, and I just said, hey, Natalie, you should come on my podcast, because I realized I don't have anything ready to go for tomorrow, so let's just do it. Let's go. I'm glad I spilled all the tea before we were recording. Yeah, she just spilled a lot of tea for me. <laughs> I'm like still kind of energized from it. I know. I'm kind of sweating. I came home and decided to tan myself, and I was like, why did I do that before giving so much drama? So I'm like hot. <laughs> she like had a conversation with like someone from her past, and basically they just unloaded on her about all this fun stuff, and I got to got yes. to hear about it. So I always love when there's drama and I'm not involved. I know, same. That's like the best type. Yeah. I don't like to be involved. I know. But I'm I like, like to hear about it. Like I want to hear about it. I want to support you through it. I want to be there for you, but I'm like, just don't ask me to be involved. Oh my god! Because I'll probably run away. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the worst with family sometimes. Like when they specifically say, oh, you're not going to get involved. Like that's the first thing I say whenever I'm having family conflict. You won't be in the middle. Oh my gosh. Like you talking to me is putting me in the middle. Because where are you going to go after that to the other person? And there I am just left. (laughs) That like just happened to me. It was terrible. (laughs) Um, But I kind of want to talk about your move. Natalie's moving. She's like, all of her stuff is in boxes. It's downstairs. It's really stressing me out because I have to move next month and I am in no way, shape or form prepared for that. No, it's like actually the most chaotic thing. It was a couple of weeks ago. I texted them and I was like, y'all, I think I want to move. Like I've been thinking about it for a couple of years and just woke up one day and was like, all right, God is telling me to go. I had no plan, no place to go literally no prospects of anything. And I was like, I just feel like I'm being called to do this. And so I started looking at it, booked, <laughs> booked a flight to Dallas toward 11 apartments. I think I walked seven miles in one day in oh the Dallas God. heat, like 97 degrees, sweating my ass off and just decided I'm going for it. Yes. So I love that. I'm kind of in my like chaotic era right now. Like Move, sell all of your furniture, start from scratch, sell your clothes, quit your job. But <laughs> we love a sexy, chaotic era. We love that on this podcast. I know. I'm like, I need the sun to come out so I can get tan and it can actually be like a sexy, chaotic era. Yes. Well, I went to go get a spray tan earlier and I just got this martini tattoo on my wrist and you're not allowed to get spray tan. So I'm going to be a pale girl <laughs> this summer because I also can't have it get any sun. So love that for me. It's cute, though, so it does the job. Thank you. Well, speaking of packing, you're kind of the MVP of packing (laughs) and organizing. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I've told you this. So talking to the entrepreneur queen herself, I have been like... me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, me talking to myself in third person. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, I have been obsessed with, like, all things packing, organizing, purging, for years now it's kind of my like self-therapy it calms me down which is little border OCD but that's okay we all have our thing but um 
I did it a couple of summers ago and then just like make made a couple hundred bucks, but like never really saw a future in it, whatever. And then um, I went home a couple of weeks ago and I told my mom, I was like, you know what we want or we should do today? And she goes, is this one of those things where it's going to be something you want to do, but you're going to make me do it with you? And I was like, well, that's why I said we. (laughs) She's like, she has a broken foot. She doesn't want to be standing up. And I was like, okay, get comfortable. Go lay in your bed. I'm going to organize your closet. And so I literally (laughs) started like grabbing her clothes by the dozen. She's sitting on her bed like she's just doing whatever she's doing, probably on Facebook, like ranting about something. Mom, if you hear this, it's not a bad thing. But, (laughs) and so I'm like showing her everything in her closet. We're going like, I gave her the six second rule. I think I've told you about like, if in six seconds, you're not like, oh my gosh, I have to keep, it's going in the throwaway pile. Long story short, I organized her whole entire closet. My stepdad is a hoarder. He wouldn't let me touch his side. So we're working on that this summer. But my (laughs) You're like, it's a work in progress. We're doing this later. (laughs) Me using we always whenever I want someone else to do something that I want to do. Oh, my goodness. But my sister texted me, and she was like, did you know that you can get licensed to be a professional organizer? No, really? No. Okay, so I had no idea. Like, I know that people do it for a full-time career. I know there's, like, the home edit, like, favorite show ever. But I didn't know that a lot, like, people actually have licenses. So we started looking into it. You just take like this course for a couple of weeks, couple of months, however much you want to do it. And you can actually get a license in this. Is it online? Yes. They're online. Like it's like this whole, I forget the actual um, like college or whatever it is. But it's The College of Marie Kondo. I know. Literally. (laughs) And so we started looking into it and she was like, can we go into business together? And so we've been going back and forth a little bit. She's going to be, or she's in Houston. I'm going to be in Dallas, but three hours apart. So I'm in a little bit of a chaotic era right now, figuring out what I want to do like full time and where I want to be and everything like that. But I told her end of the year. So like Q4, let's start this up. So I think we're going to start like a little sister side hustle. Y'all should. Wait, <laughs> that's genius. I feel like people so in Texas too really cater to yes. organization and having a nice home. And yeah. I think your ideal target audience is there. I know. And I think that like the cost of living in Texas is so significantly lower than everyone else. So people have these big, massive homes, which have huge closets, more storage, everything. And it's just like overflowing like people don't know how to organize right or don't have the desire to do it which I totally understand so I'm like I kind of see like a market for it absolutely I think my favorite thing about you is how much you like to organize Mm -hmm. because whenever we were moving in here (laughs) I had to build this external closet from scratch you guys should have seen me up here I was (laughs) screaming I was crying I was yelling the f word every two seconds it was I went to war for this closet also, like, a little detail she left out. This is, like, 1 or 2 a.m., and she has a drill upstairs. And all of a sudden, me and Adele are on the second floor. We just hear this, like, screech noise, and we're like, was that Veronica or was that something breaking? She stripped the wood with the drill, and it made this, like, excruciating noise. And we were like, should we go help? Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was not a good time for me. <laughs> It, it was it was bad. So that happened, and then afterwards, Natalie helped me organize my closet by color, and yes. it still is. And I, I always like to thriving. do. Yeah, always got to do the Roy G. Biv color scheme. But I also like Roy so, G. Biv. That just took me back to like sixth grade art class. <laughs> but I like take it further than just color. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do crop tops, then tank tops, then short sleeves, then long sleeves, then sweaters, and then next color. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're actually having a closet sale today, guys. So when this episode drops, we will actually be having a closet sale in DC at the Hepburn at 7 p.m. So if you're listening early a.m., get your ass there. (laughs) I'm so excited. Natalie already has her stuff set up in the living room. Color coded on my sale rack. (laughs) Mine is in our garage in a yellow bin and trash bags. Like a utility bin. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to be a little procrastinator about I'll help you out. Thank you. I know you, I know you would. Um, well, I knew you would. But yeah, so I want to know, what are your like top organization tips for people that are wanting to be more organized? 
Okay, so my number one thing is, like, if it doesn't bring you joy or, like, if you see it, you don't light up about that piece of clothing, why is it in your closet? It's just taking up space. Number two, if you haven't worn it in six months, you're not going to wear it. With the exception, obviously, of seasonal items. Like, if it's a puffer coat and we're cleaning out your closet in July, I'm not a psycho. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be, like, put that coat on, you know? But I think it's, like, really important just to have the things that, like, you actually want to wear and, like, have excitement about. I used to be the person that would keep that bodycon dress from 2017 when I was a teeny little college student, and I'd be like, one day I'm going to get back into that dress. And it's like, no, that's just taking up a hanger. It's taking up an inch of closet space. Like, just buy another dress instead of keeping that one for no reason. Do you you feel like sometimes, though, when you purge, I feel like this right now, I keep all the stuff that – it's not that I'm not excited about it. It's just, oh, it reminds me of a certain memory or it's a really nice piece, so I don't necessarily want to let go of it. And then I realize I have nothing that's actually wearable in my closet. (laughs) It's like the most outrageous, weird things. (laughs) I think that there is, like, I'm getting better about this, and I will admit, like, I buy outfits for occasions instead of having, like, a staple wardrobe. Like a capsule closet. Yeah, and I'm really trying to transition to having, like, pieces that I want to rewear and can mix and match. So I am working on that. But, like, yeah, I do have the green whatever bodycon dress that like I'm like maybe if I go to Miami next year I'll wear but I know myself and I'm like I'm gonna get to a week out from Miami next year and buy a different dress <laughs> so I feel right now I'm going to Miami in a few weeks for swim week and I've been doing newly mm-hmm. so I get like six outfits every month but with my travel schedule this spring and summer I get through with those six outfits within the first trip so, yes so like I went to Miami this month, and then I had a wedding this mm-hmm. weekend in New Orleans, but I had already worn every single dress that I got in my newly order, so I ended up having to go out and buy a new dress because I just yeah. I gave away all my clothes, and I ran out of my newly clothes. So I feel like it's a vicious cycle, but I think that like I fully believe in investing in good pieces Mm -hmm. so like that really nice blazer that you're gonna wear over and over or like a good pair of jeans whereas like those are things that I'm willing to spend the money on or like a nice pair of shoes like my loafers I mean I wear them around the house every single day I've probably made money on those shoes I had a dream about Gucci loafers last night wait stop and Tyler Cameron okay Aren't those... That needs to be the episode title, <laughs> Gucci Lovers and Tyler Cameron. No, I don't know what was happening, but I was wearing Gucci loafers, the ones with the fur. Yes. And then I remember Tyler I've heard Cameron those being smell there. really bad. I've heard that they also smell bad. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I just had so to. So even like my I love my like Sherpa aloe bag right there. Yeah. But like it just like gets like wet or something. Like dingy. And yeah, it's like yeah, it starts to smell bad. I feel like the furry things usually do. Yeah, because that's, like, what you use for, like, workout stuff, right? But I can wash it, so that's the nice oh, part. I feel like go. with the loafers, you can't really Yeah. have to get them, like, dry cleaned, I guess. I don't know. I re- do you remember, repair. like, the Tyler Cameron obsession era? Yeah. Like, I've been thinking about that, and I feel like I'm kind of still in it because I see a picture of him shirtless, and I just absolutely melt into a puddle of my own tears. Well, remember whenever <laughs> – does he still have that show with, like, dogs and, like, construction – no, I didn't understand that. I never saw it, but I'm like, how because did that you... was genius. Whoever was spearheading that, like, I but I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I just don't great marketing. Like, beforehand. wasn't he building like dog houses? <laughs> I think, but I guess it was like hot guy construction. You know, puppies. bound to get sweaty, shirt off, puppies. It's like every girl's That's dream. Fair. That's fair. I yeah. guess they could have marketed that a little better because I think like the precursor it. to it was marketed well, but. I didn't see the actual show at all. Did no. it ever even stream? That's what I'm wondering. Report Maybe back like, if anyone knows. <laughs> send send us the clips. Literally, tell us what platform it's on because I'm about to watch Tyler Cameron and Puppies. If he picks up a golden retriever, I will like, lose my mind. I have this weird theory he's going to be the next Bachelor. Have they ever brought someone back from that far ago, though? Yeah. Hell. Like, remember Ari? Yes. They brought him back from forever ago. Okay, I have to, like, this is in the bubble, but Ari, I just, I don't think he's cute. He reminds me of Ratatouille, <laughs> the chef from Ratatouille. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> is that so mean? <laughs> I actually, whoa, whoa, it just came out of my mouth. Um, 
I love his family, though. I think they're cute. They're so cute. I don't yes. like. I don't follow him. I don't know. No. I, I I like like Lauren and the kids. Yeah, they're cute. They're a cute family. They seem happy. I wish them well. I just like. <laughs> there was one photo that I just saw. chefing up. It just Ratatouille really. Style. I was like, I just see a little tiny mouse like pulling on your hair around a kitchen, and I couldn't unsee it. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> we need to like put two and two together. Yes, a little side by side. A little side by side. But we'll do like a poll. Yeah. So that people can answer what they think. Yes. That was like, I forget what season it was. I remember we were watching The Bachelorette. It was like, obviously, it was a Monday night. Yes, it was a Monday night. But one of the girls wore one of those little sequin purses that we had from Limited 2. Oh. Do you remember I tweeted that? Yeah, like those little, like, it was like the gaucho era. Yes. But it's like the floppy sequin, big yes. sequin purse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I tweeted a picture of whoever it was side by side and tagged like Bachelor at Windmill, Bachelor at ABC, whatever. It got retweeted. It got like thousands of retweets and likes and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can retire from Twitter. And I don't think I've had Twitter since. Oh, my gosh. That's like 2019. You could like live tweet all of the shows. But maybe that's my next career option. Maybe so. <laughs> Organizing and bachelor live tweeting. Yes. But I have this theory that mm. Tyler Cameron is going to be the next bachelor because okay. he went on a podcast a few months ago and said that the bachelor franchise would have to pay him a million dollars or more to be the next bachelor. But yeah. they totally have the money for that, right? And they their definitely- viewership is going down. They definitely have the money, but I wonder if it's like, um, like, is it a good look to go out and be like, oh, pay me a million dollars and then him say that and then them come out and just like write a check? Because then who, the next season, someone's going to be like, pay me 1.3. Oh, that's true. You know? That's true. But like you said, their viewership. But he is is such a staple person in the like franchise because think about it this way. I don't think that. Most of the people that have been on that show have ended up being, like, A-list celebrities. But I would consider yeah. him, like, closer to that. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's A-list, but I mean, he's dated you, A-list, Gigi like Hadid. Gigi Hadid. Did you see the um, interview about his time during dating her? How he had to, like, call his dad from the bathroom at the restaurant. And he was like, Dad, I'm on a date with Gigi Hadid. I don't even have $200 in my bank account. Like, I need you to Venmo me. He was so stressed out. He was like right in the like prior the peak of his like new fame. Yeah. And he's dating like one of the top models in the world. And he's like, it was the most humbling experience of my life because I couldn't pay the bill at dinner and my dad had to send me money. I respected that so much that he was able to say that. Oh, absolutely. Like most people would just. Well, what was he doing before? He was like in construction, but he was so young. And then he was a model and they get paid terribly. Terribly. Especially in New York. There's so many. Yeah. But yeah, he probably like like, didn't have much to like take this top model on an extravagant, yeah. like probably Michelin star restaurant style Oh, I'm date. sure. And I feel like when you are trying to take someone out like that, you think that, oh, I have to take them to like the nicest place ever because their standards are so high when in reality, I'm sure she would have been like fine with wherever. But I just thought that was really respectable. Well, she's really into burgers. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I used to be really into MasterChef with Gordon Ramsay. Uh-huh. I met someone that was on Chop today. Sorry. That was so Oh my God, Who? This guy that I met at the Pentagon. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> Casual. I literally was like, how did you become a chef at the Pentagon? And they were like, I was on Chopped. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that was like so cool. Yeah, it's just chaotic. But continue. You had such a fun day. Did you get to eat his stuff? Yeah, naturally I ordered a salad with chicken on it. But the chicken was good. It wasn't like. I mean, I didn't put him to the test and order, like, some Michelin meal. I think Chefs, I just, under your mystery box, there's... Yes. <laughs> I think I just panic ordered. You know where you see, like, a big, giant menu? Like, I mean, they had all this nice food, and I just literally Well, you're ordered. a picky eater, so... So picky. You probably just picked what you knew you would like. Yeah, it was, like, chicken, lettuce, works. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't good. even used to like lettuce, right? I know. This is a new thing in the last, like, four years. I've matured a little bit. Eaters really fascinate me because I will just like eat anything in sight. Yeah, it's simply just not in my DNA to do that. So like if you just saw something that like maybe you were so hungry, like so hungry, 
and you saw something that looked like food but was not in your palate, just something that you usually don't eat, you wouldn't eat it? No. Like, like the amount of school field trips where I just went hungry because they had Chick-fil-A catered and there was a pickle on my bun. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like, love pickles. <laughs> no. See, I do not mess with pickles. That's like my go-to hungover snack. No. I just like, give me a big old pickle. I am not ashamed to admit that I have gotten back in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and returned my sandwich and asked for a new one because there was a pickle on it. Like, I cannot eat anything that touches a soggy pickle. Well, <laughs> it's, I'm glad you met the Chopped Chef. That, that's pretty cool. I, I actually love that show. Yeah. And I used to watch that and Master Chef mm-hmm. with Gordon Ramsay in my college dorm room, Miller at LSU. Me and Ali yes. always... Yeah, we need you a guys, diet coke. I am tongue twisting today. Me and Natalie also went to college together. We did. I cannot believe that we met eight years ago. It's so crazy. So that crazy. is insane. That's nuts. I would be in Miller though. Yeah. And I would literally have my juvet all the way up to my eyes, and I'd have my laptop on my lap, and I would watch like Master Chef or Chopped until like <laughs> three in the morning. And Alyssa and Lauren, my roommates at the time would make fun of me so hard. They're like, what are you doing? Like, we're in college. Like, go out. Like, have fun. Like, why are you sitting here watching fucking MasterChef? Like, I want to. But I love those cooking shows. I think they're so fun. What was the one, um, the guy in New York, the, um, he did, like, the crazy cakes. They were, like, 10-foot tall cakes. Oh, my gosh. That's, Uh, yeah. Um, I actually went, what is it? It's in um, Black Tap in Soho. I don't know. What, the milkshakes? The crazy shakes? No, no, no. He would make the cakes. Oh. They were like literally 10 feet tall. He was like this Italian guy, had this big old bakery, had, was on all the cooking shows. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I used to watch that like religiously. I'm like, how can I? And they would have to rent like these U-Hauls to take the cake to the child's second birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, why did you need that much cake? The kid has two friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I had that many friends whenever I was younger. No. At that point, it's just like a party for the adults. I have, like, a regular cake at my birthday now, yes. and it doesn't even get eaten. No, There's, exactly. like, half a cake left, and I freeze it, and then I never eat it again. Except if it's a nothing bunt cake, red velvet. I was so excited for the so leftovers good. from me and Adele's birthday this year. There were no leftovers. Everyone loves that stuff. It's the best cake, for it's sure. truly the best. I just love red velvet and yeah. cream cheese. Oh, my God. Anything. Red yeah, velvet. but we met eight years ago. That's I crazy. Know. It's almost like a decade. It was freshman year. We yeah, were crazy. <laughs> it's actually insane. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I was like, I need to figure out how I'm gonna say all my goodbyes, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I just don't say goodbye to anyone, and I'm just like, it's not a goodbye. It's a see you letter later, whatever. And I was like, I could write letters, like going through all this stuff. And I thought about how the five of us that are left right now have been like the OGs. Like we were the ones that moved here first oh yeah is that not insane that is crazy that's so nuts it was really cool because me and Natalie were friends in college and we would always go out together we'd always be at the after parties together and then you moved here I moved here Yes. Uh, my roommate, who does not want to be named on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> our other roommate, she moved here, mm-hmm. and she was also in the same sorority as me in college, and then, like, our friend Danny and our friend Claire all moved here at the same time, but nobody, like, really knew each other. Yeah. I knew Danny, you, and our other roommate, yeah. but, like... I guess you guys didn't know each other. No. Like, I think that individually we all knew one person in what is now our group. But at the time, we didn't know anyone. Like, I vividly remember walking into what was your and Adele's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Can we cut that? (laughs) I vividly remember walking into one of our friend's um, apartments and another mutual friend had asked me to go to this pregame, like super excited. I was like, cool, like I need to put myself out there and meet new people. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to walk in empty handed to someone else's home. So there was a liquor store across the street. I was like, I'm going to stop and get some alcohol, like as like a little thanks for having me like be my friend. Yeah, it's so gesture. easy. Yes. So 
not to mention, I mean, to mention, I had gone on a date the night before and we stayed out all night drinking, went back to his apartment drinking all night. I ended up Ubering home at like 4 a.m. because like that was the end of the night and we never went on a date again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am like miserably hungover. It is probably 108 degrees DC. Like I think this is like Labor Day weekend maybe. And I walk into the liquor store and they have this like little promotional table. And this lady's like, would you like to sample some of our scotch? And I was like, absolutely not. Who just samples scotch? Like, no, thank you. So I walk past her. I'm like looking around for like the white claws or like the, at the time I drank peach to Amsterdam. That just made my like skin crawl. But um, I'm like looking around. She comes back and finds me. She's like really trying to push this. And I was like, no, please, no, whatever. Finally, just because I'm a people pleaser, I take a little swig of it. When I tell you like sweat down my forehead, tears out of my eyes, ran outside, threw up right as our mutual friend is getting out of their Uber in front of the liquor store. And I hear, Nat Rob. And I was like, oh my God. I just moved to this new city. I have one friend. (laughs) They just saw me throwing up on the side of a liquor store at like 1 p.m. in the afternoon. (laughs) That's the best part. That is the best part. And like completely sober, but like kind of drunk from the night before, I guess. We've all done it. It was mortifying. I had a little moment like that recently. (laughs) Yes, four years later, we're still doing it. Well, okay. I will say that it wasn't entirely my fault because I went out in D.C. and we were basically celebrating this collaboration, like, photo shoot that we did with the swimwear line. Mm -hmm. And the other brand is an espresso martini company. So... Clearly, there's a lot of drinking happening. Yes, People are just handing me vodka shots. I don't t- – that. that's where I draw the line. I was about to say vodka shots are for serial killers. Quote me on that. I agree. I, swear. I agree. What, this is actually hilarious. One time I was at Wonderland Ballroom here mm-hmm. in D.C. I've still never been. Oh, I really love that place. Go this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, kind of dingy, I'm going to be honest. Okay. But whenever you go upstairs, everybody's always dancing. Okay. And they have a fun DJ. Wait, fun. I don't think they have air conditioning. Oh, okay. That might be not No, <laughs> but downstairs is, like, really chill. Okay. It's not really like that. But anyway, I went downstairs, and I was just, like, talking to a friend. And this guy recognized me from social media, which was, like, so cool. It's always so validating yeah. and nice to, like, meet people out Your hard work is paying off. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, he comes up to me. He's like, are you Veronica? Me and my girlfriend love your videos. Come to the bar. Let's take a shot. That is so cool. It was cool. But proud bestie moment. Oh, thank you. But then he goes, so you want to do a vodka shot? I don't understand. And I was do like. not have, like, throats? Does it not burn? I just... I thought people only did that in high school. I that's even the only in college, thing I don't even do think to I did drink that. in high school. Yeah, like in college, I was like, "Oh, I'm too good for a vodka shot." But I would drink the what was the tequila with a little tiny sombrero on it? It was like five dollars a handle. Like I wasn't too good for that. Jose Cuervo? No, like this was like the step below Jose Cuervo. Like they would have it at the like frat houses pre games. Oh, I it had don't a know. tiny little sombrero when you bought it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It was probably like the equivalent of taka. So that's the thing. Or I think in high acid. school you were always like, hey, mistering or just stealing from your parents or whatever. Which I know. So- I know a lot of people didn't drink in high school, but that's what I did. <laughs> but it was so misleading too because if you're stealing, borrowing, whatever you want to call it, from your parents, that's gonna be the good stuff. So then when you go to college and these Lambda Pies are like, I didn't want to say an actual one. Lambda Pies. Are like offering you alcohol and then you're throwing up two hours later because you're not used to $5 tequila. Like it's a very messed up concept. I agree. We got to do better. I also found out, I don't know how true this is, that chemically every single vodka is the same. Shut up. Yeah. I guess Tito's isn't because it's gluten free. Well, I think all vodka is gluten-free, right? Is it? Like made out of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we both just stared at each other like deer in headlights. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. I don't know. Let's look it up. I'm interested to know now. Yeah, I have so many questions. I bet there's I'm so many people not, rolling their eyes. I'm not a vodka girls. girl. Like, I don't like how I behave when I drink vodka. I don't like how I'm hungover when I drink it. But then I'm the crazy person who loves tequila 
and can be perfectly not hungover the next day when I've taken like my body weight in tequila shots. So there can be hidden gluten in vodkas. Oh. But that's through added flavorings and other ingredients during okay. distillation. Okay. But pure distilled vodka, even if made with wheat, barley, or rye, is considered gluten-free. Love that. Yeah. I need tequila to get on that train. I know. I love That's what we really bonded over is our love for tequila. We did. We did. I feel like every single night, it could be like a Tuesday night, we're going to go get a drink. Somehow we take a tequila shot every time. Absolutely. Speaking, Speaking of like tequila <laughs> shots, I think we should talk about our summer bucket list because yes. like going out, like having a sexy, chaotic summer, everybody's yes. kind of having that on their mind right now. What are your top items on your summer bucket list? I feel like for me, this is like top of mind because I'm like, I'm doing my DC bucket list, like got to jam everything in over the next seven days. So I guess as far as like DC, like I want to go to my favorite bars and happy hours. I just went to Delania on Monday. I love Delania. Which maybe I've been living under a rock, but that is like possibly one of the best happy hour deals I've ever seen. $6 $6 margaritas, $4 apps, $5 beer. I was mind blown. I was like, these are not DC prices. I've never been for happy hour. It was unreal. I've only been for dinner, and their dinner is amazing. Yeah, so. see, I didn't even eat. Like, we Well, just... I need to go there for happy hour. I know. It was amazing. But I feel like just good, like, on the water time, like, renting a boat for the day, going kayaking, or, like, doing those types of things concerts I haven't been to a concert in so long yeah but I've been like very in my like I don't know if these are bucket list items but like my self-care phase right now mm-hmm. but not like wellness but more so like aesthetic I'm like oh I want to go blonder for summer I just got Botox like those types of things what did you say earlier oh uh, vaxed wax and Botox <laughs> Like, literally. That is the vibe for the summer. Put it on my tombstone. That is my motto that I'm living by this summer. I love that. I'm getting more lip filler next week. Yes. That's the start of my my sexy, chaotic summer. Yes. But also, you did 75 hard. I did. Two years ago. Fun fact. Aren't you about to do it again? I'm starting it again on June 5th. If anyone wants to join me, would love an accountability partner. Yeah, I've send her t- a message. I've texted everyone I know, and I'm like, hey, I'm starting this June 5th. And the only reason I didn't start it this month is because my best friend's getting married next weekend. Woo. And I just naturally don't want to be sober and hungry and like having to like leave the rehearsal dinner to work out. <laughs> Understandable. But I'm so excited. It is one of the most like mentally, physically, emotionally challenging things I've ever done in my life. But I started it at a time where I was like really going through the trenches of it and it fully brought me out. Like I, it changed my life. And so I'm like, I just really could use that reset right now. Yeah. So how it works is you have Mm -hmm. to do two 45 minute like types of movement per day. So whether you're walking or you're doing a class, but one of them has to be outside. Yeah. So it's two 45 minute workouts. It cannot be consecutive. So you can't just like go and hop on a treadmill for 90 minutes and call that your two. But, and one of them has to be outside. So like rain, sunshine, snow, like the amount of nights where it got to be like 1115 at night and it had been raining all day and I was waiting for it to stop raining, but it never did. I would be in the parking lot of my apartment building in the pouring rain. And one of the um, senators lived next door to us, so we had secret service. They would be out there just, like, staring at me like this girl, pouring rain. You were so dedicated. I remember there was one night I let you into my building so that you could work out on the rooftop. And I think it was 11 o'clock. Yes. Because it was one of those situations where, like, the weather was just so bad that entire day that I was trying to wait for it. But then we live in D.C. where it's not safe as a young woman to, like, go and walk around the streets. And, like, I was like, I can't squeeze in a walk at this hour. And so I brought my yoga mat and some weights and my um, laptop or iPad, whatever it was, propped it up on their rooftop. I was outside, and I was like, all right, 45 minutes. <laughs> like, I love it. You got to be dedicated or it doesn't count. Like, the app really holds you accountable, and if you don't – 
post your like progress picture every day or track your water log or your um, exercises, it'll like kick you out of the app and you start over. Like there's no faking it, like which I really like because it makes you do it. Right. It's like accountability. Yeah. I also posted excessively about it on social media. And for me, it wasn't to be like, oh, look, I'm so cool or look what I'm doing or people like congratulate me. It was more so like, if I'm posting this, I'm not going to have to be the one that posts that I quit or I failed. Right. You I know? do the same thing. I create extreme circumstances for myself <laughs> or I just tell we everyone. Really do. <laughs> so that way I can't back out of it. I'm embarrassed if I don't follow through with it. That's for example, I, I got this tattoo on my wrist of a martini glass <laughs> so that I know that I cannot stop doing this podcast ever. So yeah, that's it's just a, commitment. You have to commit. <laughs> I think that accountability is so important. Like I, which this is not even something that I needed to be held accountable, but it was something that like was such a big life change that I wanted so badly and I didn't want to be talked out of or chicken out on. And so I just made this like big ass group me, put everyone I know in it, like old coworkers. And I was like, hey y'all, I'm moving to Dallas. And once I sent it, I was like, oh my God, I have to find a job. I have to find an apartment. I have to have friends. Like, <laughs> But I did it. And from there, like all the pieces started to fall into place because I did that thing to hold me accountable and not check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. Having a support system that holds you accountable is really important, but you have to find that accountability within yourself too. Yes. Because you are the longest relationship that you'll ever have with yourself. And you're, if you're not able to commit to things on your own, then, you know, yeah, that's just one of the essential things, at least life lessons for me that I've had to learn. Oh, 100%. And like, I think it's easy to text each other every day and be like, hey, did you work out or did you drink your water or did you pay your bills or like whatever you're asking for accountability from someone else, but there's not always going to be someone else. And I don't mean that in like a dark way, but I'm saying there's going to be times where you can't get in touch with someone. They're like, they're yeah, they have their own life to live. Yes. And like, it's not your job to tell me to go for a walk. So right. I can't make myself do it. Then I need to probably look inward. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or go do it in the pouring rain at 11, 15 at night. Well, I love that you're doing that this summer because I think it's really motivating for a lot of people mm -hmm. because the summer is usually a time where yeah. you just go balls to the wall. And I think giving up drinking mm -hmm. and sticking to a routine that works for you and I think like the mental health aspects of it are phenomenal from like what I've heard. Yeah, 100%. I think that my... You're convincing me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Me of all together? people. <laughs> no, I think that my motivation for doing it over the summer and everyone kind of has the same mindset is like summer is the most fun time. But I'm like, listen, the only difference between summer and winter when you're an adult is the weather, realistically. Mm -hmm. So it's like okay, well, we're still going out to the bars in the winter. It's just not as pretty, so we're not on a boat drinking. So to me, it's not that big of a deal. Also, I love winter way more than summer, so I'm like, mm -hmm. I'd rather give it up in the summer. But I think that, like, my motivation for starting it right now is that, like, I'm going through so many big life changes and everything is so up in the air and there's not really a, like, consistency right now, which I am not complaining about. I thrive on change. I love it. Like, it's... I'm happier right now, like even just talking about it than I've been in years. But I think that like me doing this is like me giving myself a little bit of routine and accountability so that when everything else is fluctuating at the end of the day, I have this one constant. Right. Does that make sense? No, like, it does. It does. Like you have control over this part of your life and doing something really big and monumental is kind of a way of starting this precedent of, okay, I am starting this new chapter of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a part of it too, like, and maybe I'm just talking myself into it, but a part of it is that like, since I am moving and I'm going to be like in different friend groups and making new friends and meeting new people professionally and socially as well, I'm like, if I am sober and like in my best form of myself, then I'm going to be forming like genuine relationships. Yeah. And that's really important to me to be like starting a new chapter of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I love Finding that. Finding the best people to like bring along. I love that. So you're originally from Atlanta. We didn't even get yes. into all that, but 
Now you're moving to Dallas. Your sisters live in Houston. They do. And so that was like a big back and forth between us. Um, but ultimately, like, love my sisters to death. I think it would be the most fun thing in the world if we were all in the same city. But I thought about it, and I was like, at the end of the day, I need to be somewhere where I am happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm happy to be with them when I get to see them. But we're not going to be together every second of every day. Maybe once a month, like a couple times a month at met, at best with all of our differing schedules. But I was like, I landed. I've gone to Dallas three times in the last two months. I landed every single time and got into an Uber and like my face hurt from smiling. Like I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. You know, like I was driving around town, not even using GPS because I just wanted to explore and like see it all. And it just felt like such a like, this is your, like, it was validating to me. Yeah. This is where I'm meant to be. I think it's just a big aha moment that Mm -hmm. sometimes people wait for, but you kind of have to go out and find that yourself. Yeah. But it's funny. I don't even think I've told the like New York story. Let's go. So... I'll talk about this like a little bit more in depth, I'm sure, in later episodes, but mm-hmm. I had been playing around with just moving to New York. It's something I've always wanted to do, and my dad's originally from the city, so I spent a lot of time there, you know, as a young adult and, you know, up until now. And also, whenever I was younger, we have a family farm in New Jersey, but yeah. I think I was just ready for a change of scenery. It's not that I don't, like... It's not like I hate DC and I need to get out of here. Yeah, see, I love I it here. I struggle with that as well because I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone. It's I love it here. I love our friends. I love the life that we have. But I'm like, I love change and I'm excited for the next thing. And I think you relate to that. I just feel like I've kind of accomplished everything that I've wanted yeah. to here. So I think I'm just ready to make my tank bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think... I had been making excuses for myself, and then I was kind of teetering with the idea of going to L.A. That's why I sublet mm-hmm. there for a month. My brother and my nieces and my sister-in-law are out there, so I think I was looking for a source of comfort with them. Yeah. When I got there, my brother broke the news to me that he had moved up to um, Napa area. <laughs> You're like, All And right. he didn't want to ruin my experience, so he didn't tell me until I got there. <laughs> So that was lovely. And then... You're like, why are we going on a four-hour ride to your house? Like, no, I'm kidding. I, I love them, and I'm so happy for them. And they're just expanding their horizons, too. Yeah. But anyway, then it rained the entire time I was in L.A. Every single day. Every it single day. It never happens. It was the first time it's happened since 2007, apparently. Holy Because it was flooding. It was just, like, torrential downpour for days. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get to do everything I wanted to do, but it was still a lovely time and I got to hang out with all of my friends there. It was nice. Yeah. So me and my friend Claire decided that we were going to go to a psychic. Yes. <laughs> so we really vetted this woman. She was on the Oprah Winfrey we're show. For one when she was in town here. She she loves the psychic, you know, and I am not against it. But I'm not probably going to go actively seek one out ever again unless I'm with her. She's so funny. Anyway. Fun, like, bonding thing. Yeah. So I think I just, like, weirdly got the answers that I needed there. Mm -hmm. So I went in and I said, should I move to New York? And she said, not right now. Wait for something to fall into your lap. You'll have a plan. And I thought that was so weird. You're like, okay, like (laughs) – what, is a plane ticket going to fall into my lap? What does that mean? I, I, yeah, I didn't know. So I basically just started telling everyone I was moving there, but I had no plan. I had nowhere to live. We're the same person, I swear. No, I know. <laughs> I just was moving out June 30th. I didn't yes. know where I was going. So then a few weeks ago, I got back from Miami and my mom calls me. I'm actually like so hungover <laughs> after this trip. It was ridiculous. So she calls me and she's like, I have some news. And I straight up told her, Mom, I feel mm-hmm. terribly ill I, I need you to call me back tomorrow like I yeah. can't process any inf- like new information right now like I need you to read the room and understand the state that I'm in yeah it was really brutal so anyway she was just like no you want to hear this I promise <laughs> I was like okay she said I have a friend that lives in West Palm Beach and she is looking for a tenant for her apartment on the Upper East Side it's a two-bedroom and 
basically she is like living between a bunch of different places, but she's looking for somebody that she kind of knows so that she can give them a good rate. She's been trying to sell it and it just hasn't been selling. The market's kind of trash right now. And to have someone that you trust in your home, like it's not like an investment property. Like she also lives there part time. So like she wants to know you like she feels comfortable yeah yeah exactly so that just like literally fell into my lap so I could not pass that up because for those of you that don't know New York is such a bitch to like find a place yeah so people are bidding on apartments they're finding out maybe three days before that they got it and they have to pack up all their stuff and move out or they just like can't find a place at all or it's like a shoebox and it's dirty and disgusting and rats and like cockroaches yeah so that was such a blessing in disguise and I need to drop the info for the second <laughs> because I, know, I was about to say I think that you need to find this woman and like leave her a Yelp review or Google or something so it's so funny it's, it's called so Mystic Bookstore it's in like in between Santa Monica and Venice Beach mm-hmm. and it is a straight up bookstore with crystals and you walk into the back and there's just this little tiny door Stop. small little closet of a room yeah and she just does it does it right there? I'm kind of interested. Like I've never believed in the whole thing. I've always thought that like like I don't have any issue with it, but I've always thought like in my personal experience that I'm just finding ways to relate to what they're saying. Mhm. But then I hear stories like this and I'm like, how do they know? It was just weird, you know. <laughs> but if she wouldn't have said Something's literally going to fall into your lap. I mean, I guess that could apply to like so much, but yeah. I just waited around until something finally did. Like quite literally, an apartment on the Upper East Side fell into your lap. I know. I'm going to be kind of far away from where all my friends are, but I think it'll be nice to kind of just feel like a, a New York rich, a, a yes. New York rich aunt, New York we, rich mom, whatever I, whatever I am now. But I was in my move to New York um, era about six months ago when I went up there for Christmas, but then I decided to break my entire body and end up at the hospital. Yeah, Natalie broke her arm. I'm cracking up at the story you told earlier about your mom and how you were showing her all of the clothes from her closet. Yes. One, because you also have a broken arm. <laughs> she has a broken foot. Crazy. Yes. So then... You need bubble wrap. Yes, you do need bubble wrap. Number two... That is what my mom does to me, and all of our friends were talking about this recently. When you go home and you still have stuff at home, like clothes, and like I don't know if anybody can relate to this if you like go home to your parents' house and they do this, but my mom will like quite literally throw every single one of my like shirts, skirts, bottoms up at me and ask me if I want it, and I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. Like I'll do it later. (laughs) Becky, please let me hang out with you because that is that sounds like my ideal like mother daughter bonding day. Oh. But also, if you went home to my mother or my father's house and saw my closet, it's empty. I w- no, there are three prom dresses in the one <laughs> in my mom's closet because she has this theory, and I hope you're listening to this so I can bang it into her head. She has this theory that like one year someone's just gonna like message me on Facebook and ask for my prom dresses, and I'm like, Mom, that was eight years ago, or longer than that, ten years ago. Like it's just not in style anymore. Like, no offense, but, I mean, I don't know. I want to see these prom dresses. They're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like, the gold one was from Saks. Like, at the time, the most expensive thing that I had ever, like, I treasure that dress. I think it's beautiful. But it just is not the style anymore. And I'm like, and she's like, everything comes around. It does. She's not wrong about that. Rhonda ain't wrong about that. Yeah. I did think about the hack that I taught you about like chopping off your formal gowns, turning it into a cocktail dress. That was so genius. That was so genius. I got this like yellow long dress Mm -hmm. for an event. And then Natalie told me that I should cut it in half and bring it to the tailor and turn it into a cocktail dress. Mm -hmm. And I wore it and I got so many compliments on it again. Yeah. It's like a whole new dress, and no one ever remembers, like, oh, wasn't that longer, you know? Yeah. It's a new dress. Yeah, it's so resourceful. I know, for, like, an extra, what, 30 bucks to get it altered? Absolutely. It's like a whole new dress. Yeah, we love that. But they also have these organizations. I don't know if they have it in Atlanta, but it's basically where you donate prom dresses to people in need so that they can go and attend prom so that they can have, like, a prom dress that, you know. Usually, like, they're very expensive dresses, right? Like, black tie, formal gowns. So 
it's I like a way for them to that. be able to still go to the function. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. They have yeah. them in Louisiana. I don't know if they have them in, in Atlanta. I'm sure that in some form or fashion, because I know there's like dress, dress for success and stuff like that. Yeah. Residents close, so I'm sure that they have it for Absolutely. prom. Absolutely. So what are some other things we got totally off track? What are some <laughs> things that are on your bucket list for Dallas when you get there? So I love a good happy hour anywhere with. Yeah, that's what you said. First. No, I know. A bar, I, a happy hour. No, they don't do me 75 hard. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but in addition to that, I really want to find like, like I know that Austin is only a couple of hours away. Yeah. So my point being, if I'm not drinking this summer, like find a lake, you know, go yeah. out on a boat, make some friends with a lake house, find a boy with a boat, find a boy with a boat. And when I say boy, I mean a grown ass man. Yeah. We are done with boys. We are done with boys. Done. Literally. The summer is not for boys. It's for men. No. Oh my gosh. My grandmother is like, your new type is Southern and rich. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll send them my way. A little cowboy. Oh, my God. Some light wash jeans and cowboy boots. There you go. Your Texas man is waiting for you. I'm sold. (laughs) I love that. Except every person when I was in Dallas last weekend that I pointed out as being attractive, like me not even trying to like interact with these people because I just have no interest in dating right now, but like literally just people, oh, he's good looking, whatever, they would turn and like have a wedding ring on. And I'm like, okay, so this is just simply, like, is everyone married? Um, no, I don't think everyone's married. We're not married. <laughs> I guess just maybe, like, everyone good looking. I think, uh, well, here, at least, I've always yeah. said that the people here that are good looking, they're either fuck boys, they're married, or they're gay. Yes. And I honestly think that is a global issue. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Not an issue. I think it's great for them, but not for us. <laughs> well, no, I think it's great for the ones that are married or gay because I'm like, you're happy you're living oh, yeah, yeah. life. Not the, not the fuck boys. The fuck boys can like literally just get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for that. No. I wish there was a way that they had like a little tattoo on them or something so you knew. Yes. Have you seen this thing where all these single people are wearing like the green ring now? No. Okay, it's I don't know how I see this because I live under a rock. I don't know anything. That is so lame. No, what? it's so lame. So <laughs> the whole purpose of it, I saw this on Facebook and then someone had shared it from Instagram, so then I ended up on a rabbit hole down Instagram reels. But the whole concept is to get away from the apps and to get out into public and like meeting people in the wild, as I say. But so when you're out and about and you see someone with this green ring, it's just like a little piece of rubber that's green, looks like a little pear. That's like their signal that like I'm single and looking. I I don't know how I, I feel about that. No, I don't love it at all. I, I refuse to get on. So apps. you're like holding hands after your date with your matching green rings. That's what I'm saying. Like, and at what point? Sounds like you, we're on like an actual real time Sims. Wait. Like yeah. Seriously. I feel like a Sim. Sometimes I kind of wish we were Sims so I could just like build the perfect life. We're in an assimilation. We kind of are. Yeah, we are. I mean, in a way, we're building our perfect lives right now. That's true. I love. That's true. I think I'm in my just prioritizing my inner peace, mm-hmm. you know? They cannot be bothered. Fully single, just working on my businesses, about to move. I'm going to travel this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have time Yeah. Or just the, petty nonsense. stress. No, exactly. You know those women that live to be like 110 years old and they say that their secret is by staying away from men? (laughs) They're literally single. I feel like that's going to be me. (laughs) Like the lady that's like 189 years old, that's an exaggeration. I don't know what it is, but like she's like, I drink a Dr. Pepper every day and I never got married. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I drink 12 Diet Cokes a day. I'm not married. How long am I going to (laughs) live? I love it. I love it. You are a Diet Coke fiend. I know. It's such a problem. But you have, like, a big differentiator. It can't be in a bottle. Oh, yeah. Not in a can. Y'all, I literally live by this rule. Like, fountain is so superior. And I'm even picky about which fountain it comes from. Like, a drive through McDonald's Coke is so superior. However, 
It has to be in their plastic cup with a plastic straw. I do not mess with Chick-fil-A cups up here. The styrofoam ones? No, because they give you paper with paper. Oh. It changes the taste of the Diet Coke. But when I was home, I was going to Chick-fil-A to get my Diet Cokes every day. Unmatched. Better than McDonald's with plastic. I'm I, so picky. I remember Circle K used to have really great fountain drinks. Yes. What were they called? Like the Polar Pop? Yeah, Polar Pop. Yeah. Do they have Circle K here I've on the East Coast? I've never seen one. They have like Wawa's. I bet that's like yeah. the same thing. I feel like it's kind of like the 7-Eleven vibes maybe. Yeah. They don't uh, have Quick Trip up here, but they have them in Dallas, so. Yeah. Your Dash. new apartment is near so many fun yeah. things. Soul Cycle. <laughs> I know. I saw a Soul Cycle and I was like, oh my God, literally stay away from me, but like. Veronica will be in her element when she Whenever I come visit, visit, I'll just I'll just hop over to yes. the class in the AM and then we can yes. shop around. And oh my gosh. Dine ourselves, wine and dine ourselves. I'm so excited about it. But another this just made me think another bucket list item for the summer is I want to start going to more concerts. Like it doesn't have to be Justin Bieber in like Phillips Arena big concerts, but like I want to go to like the little hole in the wall or like the smaller type venues. Yeah. Like, true live music. Like, I don't care who it is. I love live music, and I always forget about it until I'm around it. And I feel like that's such a genuinely good, fun, wholesome thing. Absolutely. You know? I love 930 Club here in D.C. Yes. They always have really Remember cool Moon bands. Taxi? Mm-hmm. That was such a, like, core friendship moment. So fun. It was so fun. I ended up going on a date there, too. Oh, my God. Didn't you run into, like, another date there? Yeah. I totally just exposed you. Did I? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I jumped this. <laughs> that has happened to me before, though. Oh, maybe it wasn't there. I was thinking of, like... It was at Dakota. Oh, yes. Yeah, at Dakota guy. Navy Yard, I basically, like, had somebody fly in. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to talk about him again. We talked about him before. So... Anyway, I'm new like, I'm like completely blocked on everything now, so I don't really care. New um, rule, you got to be flown out. Don't let them fly in. Yeah. I think I also like, like that was the beginning of my single girl era. Yeah. But not that I'm crazy or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I did have somebody fly in and I actually discussed this in episode 2 of this podcast, so Go listen to that. It's actually with this whole cycle instructor, Jocelyn, who we're having the class at sale with. Yes. So I'm so excited to finally meet her in person, too. You've never met her in person? I don't think so. That's hilarious. I know. I kept, like, talking about you as if she knew you. And she oh, said, I mean, who's I, Natalie? I said, <laughs> my roommate. I literally text her as if, like, she has any idea who I am. That's so cute. Well, you guys are going to be friends. Yeah, I'm pumped. You're both going to be in Texas, too. She's moving to Texas. Austin. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Y'all can go to a concert together. Or go to Lake Travis. Yes, Lake we'll Travis, like Austin. Boats. Absolutely. She, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Y'all will be good friends. Anyway, so, yeah, this guy flew in, and then I canceled on this one guy. I didn't cancel. He had to ask me to go to this, like, he wanted to go to baseball game. Yeah. And I kept saying that I had plans with my friends, because I actually did until this guy came. Yeah. And then – he shows up, and we go to this bar, Dakota Navy Yard, and uh-huh. we run into the guy that was trying to make me go to the baseball game with him. Yeah. So that was extremely awkward. And he pulled me aside, the other guy, and said, I can't believe that you're here with another guy. Like, as if I owe you. I, first of all, I didn't owe him anything. anything. Second, yes, we are not exclusive at all. We've been on one date together three like maybe I'm just not that interested in you like you don't need to discuss this with me maybe and have like a back up yeah so anyway everybody's unhinged and this summer you should look for a man lady yes a man no boys a man with a boat a man with a boat that'll I, be I think boy with boat sounds cute because it's like bb but like no <laughs> we're just straight up just men with boats absolutely well on that note Let's I love that that's one. your last piece of advice but Waxed, Find a man waxed, with a boat. Waxed, botoxed, men with boat. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's my motto for the summer. Well, you should share how people can stay connected with you, be your friend. Maybe there's yes. some listeners in Dallas that... Oh, my gosh. Yes. Dallas people, be my friend. I'm fine. 
I'll be really fun come August 15th when I'm drinking again. <laughs> we'll or see. do 75 hard with you. I know. Oh my gosh, please someone join me and do it. But yeah, um, I guess how you can find me is Instagram, NatRob, three T's, two B's. Cute. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for coming on, Nat. And thanks for doing this so last minute. Oh my gosh. Of I'm course. glad that we got to talk because it's been a dream of mine to have one of my roommates on the pod. I know. This was really fun. I like that it was spontaneous, so I couldn't make myself nervous. Exactly. Like, exactly. Kinda had no choice. No, so. absolutely. Well, you did great. So, <laughs> I love it. anyway. I will talk to you guys next week. And again, if you liked this episode, please make sure to like, rate, and subscribe. And send me a message if you have any comments or questions. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.